welcome to the Healthcare IT Today interview series. We feel lucky to be able to talk to so many smart, passionate, and knowledgeable people in healthcare. Now, we're taking our favorite interviews and sharing them with you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy perspectives on the world of health IT. Physicians everywhere are overworked. This is especially true in primary care, where there are not enough physicians to meet the growing patient demand. This, of course, is leading to access challenges and to burnout. Reducing physician workload, especially in primary care, is one way to help. For a long time, SureScripts, the company that helped enable e-prescribing and who now provides solutions for trusted health intelligence sharing, has been a champion of allowing pharmacists to practice at the top of their license so that they can help relieve the burden on physicians. Pharmacists, for example, are trained and licensed to prescribe and renew a small number of medications. If patients could see their local pharmacist instead of tying up their primary care doc for these simple types of visits, this would free up a lot of appointment slots for patients with more acute issues. SureScripts recently released a data brief that was based on a survey of pharmacists and physicians and there were several statistics that were surprising to me, so I wanted to dive deeper into those numbers. I reached out to SureScripts, and they agreed to come on camera with me. Hello, and welcome to Healthcare IT Today, where we explore the latest news and interesting stories from the world of health IT. I'm Colin Hung, and joining me today on the program is Frank Harvey, CEO at SureScripts. We're going to discuss a few of the surprising results in the survey and what that means for both physicians and pharmacists going forward. Frank, welcome back to the program. Hey, great to see you, Colin. I appreciate you having me back. Yeah, I wish we were in person because we have a lot more fun when we're together in the same place. <laughs> but I guess this will have to do until I see you at, at HIMSS or uh, the next conference. Yeah, hopefully you'll be at Health. Maybe we'll get to see you there. Therefore, exactly. In Las Vegas. That'll be a lot of fun. Absolutely. I'm excited to have you on today because SureScripts just came out with a new data brief that was based on a survey that you conducted of pharmacists and prescribers, and you had a lot of really interesting statistics and findings, and I want to dive into that with you here today. Great. Let's do it because we were really we were surprised by some of the things. Uh, uh, some of the things weren't surprising, but really confirmed what we we're feeling in the market, what we we're feeling from the stress and burnout of physicians and and pharmacists. So we're really glad to have a conversation with you today about it. Well, and that's that's a great lead into my first question, Frank. Like in this one of the statistics that really stood out to me was that 40% of prescribers, so these were really clinicians uh, mm -hmm. that you surveyed support giving pharmacists the ability to prescribe. Did that percentage surprise you and is that percentage growing since the last time you you did a survey like this? Yeah, great question. You know, that percentage is continuing to grow. The surprising thing was it wasn't a higher percentage of physicians that felt like pharmacists should have prescribing privileges. And I think the reason it wasn't higher is we weren't more specific about the type of prescribing privilege. Mm -hmm. Now, we certainly don't believe and most physicians don't believe and most pharmacists don't believe that they should have carte blanche to be able to prescribe everything. But certainly there are certain categories of things like antivirals and a test to treat methodology, those type of things, you know, insulin dose adjustments when you have the HbA1Cs, 
those type of adjustments, those type of things, pharmacists are certainly well-trained. It's within the scope of their practice and their abilities, and they should have the ability to prescribe. So those are the areas I think if we had gotten more specific around certain categories, it would have been a higher percentage. And, and do you think that growth, Frank, is due to just recognition that pharmacists can do this, or is it more the reverse of they just have way too much work and way too much burden? They're like, I'm trying to push off anything they can. Right. Yeah. I, I, another great question. I think there are two things really driving that. First of all, what we saw during the, the pandemic and COVID is pharmacists really stepped up and were really a, a more active member of the overall healthcare team. And it really is about collaborative care. It's about the physicians and the pharmacists working hand in hand to provide the best care to the patient. So I think that the pandemic proved that pharmacists can do more. Uh, and so that was a, a big piece of it, I think. The other thing is we've just proven that as areas, and we have another study that's out where we looked at all the zip codes in the United States and said, how many primary care physicians, that's internists, primary care physicians, NPs, uh, PAs, folks that are actually providing primary care treatment, in almost half of the counties in the U.S. is less, less than one of those individuals for every 1,500 patients. And that's just a, a larger panel of patients and can really be effectively treated. So I think that information combined with the fact that, you know, physicians are busier and busier. They just don't have time enough. And one other factor is the silver tsunami that's coming where our population is aging. So, you know, by 2030, we'll go from 58 million individuals over 65 to 70 million individuals over 65. And a lot of those folks aging in are the physicians as well. So we're really going to see a growing uh, a gap of the number of primary care physicians available. Frank, another statistic that stood out to me was uh, on the positive side was this one where 95% of prescribers that you surveyed actually felt it was important that pharmacists have the ability to uh, provide immunizations. Th does that number surprise you? Yeah, no, that's that's right in line with where I thought it would be. During the pandemic, without the pharmacists providing those immunizations, we would have been in we would have been in, in really deep trouble across the across the U.S. They really stepped in at a time where even emergency rooms were closing, doctors' offices were closing, and the pharmacists were still there providing that care, providing the immunizations. And so that number is right in line with what we're hearing day in and day out from the physicians we interact with. So, so given that you aren't surprised at those two numbers, Frank, was there a number in the in the report that did jump out at you and surprise you? Yeah, to be quite honest with you, the biggest surprise is that only 73% of prescribers and only half of pharmacists are concerned about PCP shortages. Um, you know, and so it, those must be the individuals from those areas that just happen to have a lot of physicians available, a lot of primary care providers. But what we're seeing across the area, particularly in a rural areas, and then in some urban areas, dense urban areas, there just aren't enough PCPs. And I think you'll continue to see that number climb uh, as there's more awareness as folks in those areas where, and, and I even see it for myself to make my own appointment for my PCP. It takes six, eight, nine months to, to get an appointment. So uh, I think we're all starting to feel that a little bit as we try to make our own physician's appointments. So what does, I mean, oh, if we take a step back a bit, I mean, we've dove into a few of the statistics here, but if we take a step back and look at the data brief as a whole, what message 
overall do you think that this survey is telling us? Like what what's what's sort of the bottom line here uh, yeah. based on your findings? Uh, the two two factors I would call it. First of all, how important collaborative care, the whole care team working together, physicians, NPs, PAs, uh, pharmacists, uh, nurses working together to better the, the health of patients is extremely important. Secondly, there's not enough permissions currently for pharmacists to do things that are within the scope of their, uh, their license and their training. Uh, more, more states' legislative uh, bodies need to pass the ability and, and approve pharmacists to be able to provide more of that primary care. Uh, primary care. Uh, and in addition, the other driving factor is we have to get the reimbursement structures in place as well. Pharmacists want to provide this, this uh, care for patients, but you know, as more and more of their time is spent with that care and less filling prescriptions, we need to make sure the right reimbursements are in place, both from CMS and the government, as well as from the, the health plans to acknowledge and compensate pharmacists for this activity. I mean, we, I think we would all welcome changes to the reimbursement. So uh, I welcome that you are, I'm encouraged that you're on that train as well and trying to move the needle with the policymakers uh, around that. But Frank, are there any things that we can do or that pharmacists can do or prescribers could do in the next 12 months uh, that would really move the needle here in terms of allowing more uh, pharmacists to practice at their license? Yeah, I, I think a, a number of things are happening, particularly the utilization of some of the technologies that we as SureScripts are rolling out. Clinical direct messaging, which allows physicians and pharmacists in a secure methodology to message each other back and forth, you know, to be able to increase the, the coordination of that care for patients. And our record locator and exchange uh, a tool as well that allows a, a physician that's providing care to be able to look across the ecosystem of, of health plans, healthcare uh, entities, and pull together a complete record to really see what's what the patient needs and what their current health states are. As we look toward the future, the one thing we're developing is the ability to take a you know a patient's it, you know some of these charts may be three four hundred pages and really condense it down into a you know a very digestible sort of patient record that's that's focused on the area that maybe the physician or the patient is looking at currently and, and needs help around. Because you know, no one has time to read through 300 pages of a medical record. You really need to boil that down to, to the uh, the things that a, a pharmacist or a physician need at that time. So you, you mentioned a couple of technologies there. Thank you for doing that. I'm sure our audience will love that. Are there other things that Showscripts is doing to enhance the service that you're providing to both the prescriber side and the pharmacy side? Yeah, again, we continue to, we, we've got something called the Surescripts Network Alliance, and you've probably heard that uh, in the past. That's, it's really our partners, whether they be, um, you know, um, the physicians, the pharmacists, the health information systems, HIT companies, uh, the, the you know, companies like Epic and, and Oracle Health and, you know, all of the EHRs around the country that we work hand in hand with, looking for ways to really streamline the activity that physicians and pharmacists, when they're in front of the technology and we're interacting with the technology, to make it easier, to go faster, to allow them to see the right information at the right time to provide the right uh, care to the patient. 
Yeah, I think if I had to pick a theme for 2023, uh, it would be optimization and uh, you know streamlining. Those to seem to be words that a lot of people are using when referring to their technology because we're just realizing, hey, if we can remove a few extra keystrokes, if we can remove some friction, that's just good for everybody. Uh, and these, it's really great to see people. It's a great point. Even one keystroke, when it's done, you know a billion times a year that that adds up and you know physicians are so overwhelmed they're so burnt out from how many patients they have to see and everything they're dealing with the easier you can make it the more you can enable them to be able to spend more face-to-face -face time with the patient and less time sort of looking at the computer the better off they'll be and the better off we as patients will be frank you've shared a lot of great information where can people go to get a copy of this data brief uh surescripts.com Let's uh, go there. We, as a matter of fact, within the next week or so, we'll be rolling out our new face, our new surescripts.com. That's going to be even easier to navigate. So you'll be able to find that there. But uh, again, that's where it's, it's at, along with a lot of other good uh, information, good reports. Our national progress report that we put out every year is there. Uh, so again, we, we this is part of the service that we really provide to healthcare as a whole, because the, the information is really important to help move us all forward. Well, Frank, always a pleasure to have you on the program. I can't wait to see you down in Las Vegas at Health. All right. Take care, Colin. See you in Vegas. I want to thank Frank for spending time with us today and for sharing his thoughts on the latest SureScript survey. My key takeaway from our conversation is that more work and more concerted effort is needed between pharmacists and primary care physicians to really move the needle when it comes to shifting part of the prescribing workload. There's also a lot more work that needs to be done to change the hearts, minds, and policies to allow this to happen across the U.S. Hey, if you enjoyed this interview as much as I did, please like and subscribe. Also, head on over to healthcareittoday.com where you'll find more great content like this. I'm Colin Hung. Thanks for being here, and we'll catch you on the next video.